Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monioc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And good morning and welcome back to Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. When you see an ambulance in your neighborhood... Well, a lot of times it doesn't mean that something good has happened. Uh, it can be a worrying thing. But when should you call that ambulance? And what is the job, the role of an ambulance authority in a city like McKeesport? Our guest this morning is Bill Miller from McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. Bill, what is your title with Mars? I'm the executive director. Executive Director of McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. This morning we're going to talk a little bit about when should you call an ambulance uh, if you want to pursue a career uh, in the emergency services, uh, what steps should you take, and what role does Mars fill in McKeesport and in the surrounding communities. First of all, uh, Bill, tell us what Mars is. Uh, What communities does it serve, Uh, first of all, I guess? Mars is for McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. Ambulance service started by the city of McKeesport in March of 1991 as a nonprofit emergency medical service. Provide emergency and non-emergency services to the cities of McKeesport and Duquesne and the boroughs of Portview and Gervosburg. Okay. And you, I know you have an ambulance base up there on Evans Avenue in the city. Do you have uh, satellite uh, bases as well? Yes, we have a station in Portview Borough. And uh, we also try to staff a truck at Duquesne's fire station. Okay. Okay, and what is uh, what is an emergency service provided by uh, McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service versus a non-emergency service? The emergency services would be any of the calls dispatched to the county 911 center, which could be anything from chest pain, shortness of breath, a vehicle accident, versus a non-emergency, which could be a wheelchair trip, one of the personal care homes, okay, there's appointment or a discharge from the hospital to a home. Now, now, I follow you guys on Facebook at uh, McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service, and I, I have seen pictures of construction going on up there on Evans Avenue. Uh, uh, you've, you've, uh, I'm assuming this has been a little bit of a temporary inconvenience for permanent improvement up there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Having to park even more trucks outside during the winter months has not been something we've enjoyed. <laughs> but um, when it's done, we will be able to put the majority of our vehicles into a heated environment. That, that is the old uh, that McKeesport number 4 fire station, is that correct? The old McKeesport number 3 fire station. Number 3 fire station. Okay, so that building goes back a, a little ways, but you're uh, getting a little bit of an expansion up there so that you can bring the trucks indoors. Yes. That base is staffed 24 hours a day? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, if, is there a non-emergency number if people have questions? Uh, how, how should they get in touch with Mars? Uh, any non-emergency questions, they can call 412 675-5076. for a non-emergency question from McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. Our guest this morning here on Radio 81 WEDO and TubeCityOnline.com is Bill Miller. He's the Executive Director of Mars EMS in the city of McKeesport. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in the ambulance service? Uh, since 1989, I started as a volunteer with the 
now defunct Portview EMS. Oh, sure. It was on Washington Boulevard there. Correct. Okay. And uh, where did you grow up at? In Portview or McKeesport? Uh, raised in Portview. Okay. Uh, whereabouts did you go to school? Allegheny. And where did you train to, to uh, go into the emergency services? I took my, both my EMT and my paramedic classes through Community College of Allegheny County. Okay. Okay. And how long have you been with Mars then, since uh, the, the unfortunate demise of the Portview EMS? Or? I'm going on my 24th year here. So. Wow. What, what appeals to you about uh, working in the ambulance service? A variety of calls. Um, no two shifts are ever the same. D- def- have the same, the same call, call after call. It's not monotonous like having a desk job. D- define for us, first of all, what the difference is, because I, I have been corrected on this a few times. Um, what is the difference between... Uh, an emergency medical technician versus uh, a paramedic, for instance? An emergency medical technician is trained to a basic life support level. Okay. But they can apply bandaging, splints, administer oxygen, and assist in the administ- administration of certain medications. Okay. The course is about 180 hours. Okay. Paramedics trained to the advanced life support level. They can administer numerous medications, apply heart monitors, defibrillate somebody if needed, Wow! Uh, do advanced airway management techniques. You're looking at a minimum of 1,000 hours of school time. Wow. That's, a, that's, a, that's quite a time commitment. Yes, it is. And, and are, so the, the, the difference, this feeds into my next question then, because sometimes you see painted on a, on the side of a rescue vehicle, you'll see basic life support versus advanced life support. So there's a, there's a difference in uh, both the level of training and what the personnel can do. Correct. If it's listed as a basic life support ambulance, they don't have a heart monitor or a drug box. Okay. Things like that on there. What uh, what's the uh, status that in Mars are, are all of your vehicles advanced life support or are there is there a mix or all of our vehicles are licensed through the state as advanced life support. Okay, so it's even a different level of licensing then. Yes. Okay. Okay, we're talking with Bill Miller from McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. Uh, you guys are on Facebook, as I mentioned, um, and you said if it's a non-emergency, obviously if it's an emergency, people should call nine one one. But if it's a non-emergency, four one two six seven five five zero seven six. Uh, how many personnel are there uh, working for Mars? Currently, we have 24 full-time and 11 part-time. And is everyone paid? Are there any volunteers? There are no volunteers. Okay. Let, let's talk a little bit about that because I think that's been a change um, definitely in, in our area, in our McKeesport area, in the last uh, 15, 20, 30 years has been, when I was a kid growing up, we had a lot of volunteer ambulance uh, services and volunteer paramedic services, and those uh, by and large, have now gone by the wayside. Yes. Uh, when, when the state started increasing the training requirements, the requirements of the equipment that was needed to be kept on the ambulances, slowly you started to see the volunteers go away because people just didn't have the time to put into you know, 1,000 hours is a long time to put in for a class that you're, you're not going to be paid for doing the job for. And the equipment itself is um, 
much more expensive as it used to. Whereas, you know, 20, 30 years ago, I think most ambulances were probably running now what we, what you describe as basic life support. Um, the, the expectation now is that you're going to have a, an advanced life support vehicle. That is considered the standard of care right now. And, and if you're a volunteer service, then you are tasked with raising the money as well as uh, operating uh, the actual service. And, and that could be that could be a real strain on a volunteer organization. Correct, because they're, they're held to the same requirements as a paid service as far as staffing. So if you're involved in an, in an incident, whether it's in, in this Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, whether it's a paid service or a volunteer service, you are expected to get sort of the same standard of care. Wow. Let's take a quick 30-second break. I want to ask you about some of the special challenges that uh, paramedics and EMTs face in a city such as McKeesport. I also want to ask uh, when someone should call, when is the time that people should call the ambulance. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. TubeCityOnline.com City Online has reached a critical point in our history where we need to raise money from the public to continue providing information both online and on the radio. If you can help by making a donation, we would very much appreciate it. Go to our website, TubeCityOnline.com, and click the Donate button. And thanks for supporting independent media in the Monoc area. Back here on Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. Our guest this morning is Bill Miller. He is the executive director of McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service, which, uh, let's run through this once again, besides serving the city of McKeesport and the city of Duquesne, uh, you also serve the boroughs of Portview and Gervosburg? Correct. And did I leave anyone out? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, how many calls does McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service answer in a year or a month? For 2014, we responded to 8,363 ambulance calls. Wow. And 4,135 wheelchair trips. So that is to, to and from a, a, a nursing home, or, or that's that's not a advanced life support situation, obviously. Correct. That would be a non-emergency, non-emergency call. That's 12,000 calls in a year. Yes. That's uh, that's that's a that's a lot of work. That's better than 365 days in a year. I guess people can do the math if they want to. Um, uh, you folks don't sit still very up there very often. No, um, we average just better than one ambulance call per hour last year. What what would you say? And, and this is, might be unfair. Uh, what would you say is the majority of the calls? Are they medical emergencies? So, for instance, someone is short of breath perhaps in the home or, or uh, becoming ill in the home, or are they uh, accidents, whether it's a vehicle accident or a slip-and-fall accident or something? It, it would definitely be medical emergencies. Okay. Okay. And to classify for me what sort of the, the, the majority of those sort of medical emergencies that people call the ambulance service for? The shortness of breath, chest pain calls, diabetic emergencies. Sure. Uh, McKaysport, I don't think it's any secret, has a has an older population. Uh, the, the entire Mon Valley area um, has an older population. 
I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if that presents any special challenges for an ambulance service and, and what those challenges are. I'm sure that that also plays into our call volume. Yeah. The number of elderly patients that we see. They tend to have more medical issues than a younger person would. The other side of that is they're a little bit more stubborn when it comes to seeking medical attention. Okay. And delay treatment. Sure. Uh, so when when is the time to call the ambulance to say, you know what, I'm not going to just wait and see if I get better? When, when is the time to call? If, if the person feels that their condition is getting worse, mm -hmm. or if you're with somebody and feel that it's potentially a life-threatening condition, if you think that trying to move the person by yourself to take them to the hospital might cause further injury, or the distance that they need to be transported could cause a delay in them getting the appropriate care. You so, call an ambulance. So what, what are some of the warning signs that this is not a first aid situation, this is a call 911 and get the ambulance situation? I'm, I'm thinking in terms of um, if someone's bleeding, if they've got chest pain, what, what are some of the things that don't wait call 911? Un uncontrollable bleeding. Okay. Somebody with chest pains. Okay. Somebody with a worsening shortness of breath. Okay. They should call 911. Okay. So so bleeding, shortness of breath, chest pain are, are just a couple of, but, but obviously if it's something that you think is serious enough that you're going to need a doctor, uh, there's a public service announcement right now that uh, about stroke that says time lost is brain lost, and... Um, Time loss could be the difference between a, a speedy recovery or, or a lengthy recovery. True. The first hour is very important. What? Um, tell me a little bit about the structure of McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. There is a McKeesport Ambulance Authority. What, what exactly does that do? Uh, the ambulance service is overseen by a board of directors, five city residents that are appointed by the mayor approved by city council. Okay. Uh, or, sorry, once a month. Okay. We are, we are definitely losing you here, Bill. Okay. I may have to speak up a little bit or something. Okay. Sorry. You want to start that one over? Or? Yeah, you want to start? Yeah, go ahead and, and go ahead and answer that again. Uh, Mars is overseen by a board of directors. Five city residents. Okay. Are appointed by the mayor. Okay. Approved by city council. And they meet once a month. Okay. And, and where does the, the funding for the ambulance service come from? The majority of the funding is through third-party insurance billings. Okay. Okay. I, I think a lot of people assume, um, and I think especially in communities where they have a volunteer fire department, they assume that the municipality pays for the expenses, and that's just not the case. No, it's not. Um, the city of McKeesport does help, help us out immensely. They do supply the fuel for ambulances. Okay. But other than that, we receive no tax monies. Okay. Everything is either through third-party billing, any grants that we're able to obtain, or our yearly subscription drive. Tell us about that yearly subscription drive, because, again, I think there's some misunderstanding that, you know, why, why am I getting a, a thing from the ambulance service when, you know, they, they think they, people feel that, well, the, the city or the township or the borough is paying for that, and then I get this form. Uh, I know the borough that I live in is, is not part of Mars, but we get a form from our ambulance service saying 
subscribe to the ambulance service. Why? Why do people? What's what does that subscription drive for? It's for basically covering the shortfalls of the insurance plans that people have. Okay. There's very few, if any, insurance companies out there that pay 100 percent of the ambulance bill. Huh. So, in fact, the subscription plan picks up your copay. Okay. Very few of them will cover your deductible, but they will pick up the standard copays that are left over after the insurance company makes their payments. Okay. And in most cases, it could save somebody quite a few dollars. And what is this? What is the subscription? Uh, is it a suggested subscription, or is there a minimum subscription? What What is the subscription for Mars? How does it? How much does it cost? There's, there's different levels on it. Okay. Sure. I'm going to have to pull this up. Whoops. We're, we're talking with Bill Miller. He's the executive director of McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. Uh, a reminder that if you have an emergency, you have to call 911. But if you have a non-emergency question for the ambulance service, uh, for instance, about the subscriptions, uh, give them a call at the non-emergency number, 412-675-5076. They're also on Facebook at McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. Bill, while you're looking up that information, why don't we take uh, one more quick break here. You're listening to Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. This is TubeCityOnline.com. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. back here on Radio 81 WEDO and TubeCityOnline.com talking with Bill Miller of McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. Again, if you have an emergency, 911 is the number to call. If you have a non-emergency question, however, for the ambulance service, you can give them a call at 412-675-5076 or you can check them out on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, just look for McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. They, in addition to the city of McKeesport, serve the city of Duquesne and the boroughs of Dravosburg and Port view. Uh, before we took that break, I was asking you exactly what, how much is a subscription uh, for a year to the McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service? It varies from a senior citizen single plan of $25 okay. up to a family plan at $60. Okay. Um, so it's not a whole lot of money if you think $60 over the course of 12 months is, is $5 a month or uh, $1.50 a week, something like that. It's That's not too terrible. Right. And I mean, way insurance companies are today that basically covers one trip to the hospital I, you know it's again I, I think that's something that folks don't aren't aware of is that the insurance doesn't cover all of it I was only became aware of that myself here fairly recently and I've been uh, talking with people in emergency services for years and years and I, I didn't realize that until we had a situation where we had to uh, uh, call a local ambulance um, 
I, I wonder if that plays into too. Again, I don't think I'm telling any secrets that uh, McKeesport has a lot of folks who are living at or below the poverty line. So in addition to having a large elderly population, I wonder if that plays into people being afraid to call the ambulance. I don't think it's, it's an issue of them being afraid to call the ambulance. Uh-huh. At times, I think it's, the system is abused. Okay. How, how, how so, without getting too uh, detailed? Because of people with less ac- access to a primary care physician. Ah. They're going to the ER to be seen by a doctor. The only means of transport to get there is to call 911 and oh. ambulance. A lot of situations where it could be handled in a doctor's office. I, I think that's something that um, I, I have talked to people at uh, UPMC McKeesport. Uh, again, I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school and, and elsewhere that have, have said the same thing, that, that that is a problem. And I know there is... In the city, there's the Ninth Street Clinic, um, and there are med expresses and things now nearby. But um, if you don't have any insurance or you don't have a primary care physician at all, I, I, I have heard that that is a problem with people going to the ER for routine treatment. Yes, and it, it just seems to be an increasing workload for both EMS and the emergency rooms. What happens then if uh, to, for the ambulance service? Because you you folks do not turn anyone down. You you don't ask when they when they call nine one one. They're not going to be asked. Well, do you have a subscription or not? No. Um, if you call nine one one, the ambulance is sent. You need to be transported or want to be transported. You are taken to the closest appropriate facility. Um, so what happens if they don't pay the bill? That's something that the other ratepayers then are responsible for. It ends up going to a collections company. Okay. Not as far as we, we should hear. Okay. What are some basic things that, that, in your opinion, people should have at home to be prepared for an emergency? A small first aid kit. Okay. Bandages. Dis- disinfectant. Okay. So like a back Bactine or, or Neosporin, something like that? Uh, yes. Okay. Um where where do they get the a, a a good first aid kit? What we kind of thing you know besides band aids and bandages, gauze? Where should they get that kind of stuff? You can get that at any pharmacy, okay, grocery store. Okay, and, and and what are some basic techniques that that people should know how to do? Be able to apply direct pressure to a laceration. Okay, bleeding, elevated if. Direct pressure doesn't work in slowing the bleeding down. But more importantly, I think everybody should have at least a basic understanding on how to do CPR. You said CPR? Correct. Okay. Does does McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service, uh, do, do they provide any training throughout the year? I, I know from time to time they do see CPR classes being advertised. Yes. Uh, we do them quite frequently here. Okay. We either do them here at the station or if you have a group of people, we will So if they, uh, you, you, I believe you said if they if they have a, if they have a facility like a church or a social club or uh, whatever, and you have a group of people who are interested in learning basic CPR techniques, uh, McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service will will help them get that training. Correct. Okay, and they should call that non-emergency number if they're interested. Yes, uh, they call the non-emergency number four one two six seven five five zero seven six, and glad to put them in touch with somebody to schedule a class. 
and they could either come to the ambulance base or they or the or some of your personnel will come out to them wherever they are in the service territory. Yes. Okay. Um, do, do you have any coming up here in the near future? I know that we just had one, I believe, last weekend. Okay. At this point, I do not believe there's any on the schedule. Okay, but they are throughout the year. They are scheduled. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're talking with Bill Miller here from the Keysport Ambulance Rescue Service. We have a, just a few more minutes left. You, you talked a little bit about um, uh, how you got involved uh, in the ambulance service, and you got involved as a, as a volunteer, I'm assuming, up there in Portview. Yes. Okay. Um, there, as we mentioned, there aren't as many volunteer ambulance services as there used to be. Uh, if someone is interested, and I actually did have a call here recently from someone who was, their, their daughter is interested in, in becoming an emergency medical technician or a paramedic um, and wasn't sure where to go. If, if someone's interested in pursuing this as a career, what should they do? First of all, I think they should follow their local ambulance service and see if they can do a ride-along. Ah, okay. If it's something that they really want to get into. Okay. Offer that here. How many people take advantage of that with Mars? We probably get about 10 people a month because we also get the uh, high school students that come out. Sure. Two days a week to ride in the afternoons on the evening. Okay. We also are a precepting site for community college, so we get the students here. If that's something that they really want to pursue, the Center for Emergency Medicine in Pittsburgh okay. and College of Allegheny County both have excellent programs for classes. And it's, it seems to me that, you know, again, with, a, with a, the aging population and, and um, you know, they always talk about the baby boomers are starting to age, uh, that for better or for worse, there are going to continue to be a lot of careers uh, available in the field. Yes, I think the medical field is just going to continue to expand. We're seeing more and more changes in it every year. Give me a uh, quick uh, thirty-second commercial for, or, or sixty-second. You can just sort of make it up on on the spot here for the McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. Um, uh, for for folks who maybe are tuning in late, what what do you folks do, and uh, how can the public help you guys out? Okay, um, from McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service, we provide emergency and non-emergency services for McKeesport, Duquesne, the boroughs of Portview and Dravosburg. If you have an emergency, dial 911. On the phone with the call taker or dispatcher, please answer all their questions. They've been trained to specifically ask questions that will benefit you as the patient and ensuring the proper services are sent to you. As far as non-emergency, if you need getting to and from a doctor's appointment, or a discharge from a hospital, call the non-emergency number at 412-675-5076. 412-675-5076. This phone connection, it just wants to swallow up the last the last syllable of everything. It wants to gulp. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I said, I can't control comp. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody can, unfortunately. <laughs> You're not, not the first person who's pointed that one out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you so much, uh, Bill Miller from McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service, for telling us a little bit about your job and a little bit about uh, the McKeesport 
Ambulance Rescue Service, MARS, as uh, most people know it, uh, is on Facebook. If you're looking for more information and you use Facebook, uh, search for McKeesport Ambulance Rescue Service. Or if you have a non-emergency question or you would like to subscribe and you live in the MARS service area, 412 675-5076. Uh, or if you're interested, as, as, we, as Bill mentioned, in a ride-along um, and you're a student, uh, give them a call or CPR classes as well in uh, Mars territory. Bill, thank you so much, uh, and, and you have a good day. Thanks, you too, Jason. Okay, take care. And thanks so much for listening here to Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated or WEDO Radio 810 Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline.